Joining me now for further analysis on those market moves is Sunland Private Wells' Greg Casanellen-Bogan. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Hello. All right, Greg, the markets just seem to be choppy, I guess is the word that I can um, use to describe them. Are we just anticipating a catalyst to give us a direction at this point? Well, I think that catalyst will probably come now at the end of the month when the Federal Reserve decides on its next interest rate move, which is expected to be probably 25 basis points. I'd be surprised if it was 50. But so global markets are a little bit concerned about that. Uh, you would have seen Microsoft's results were out uh, last night uh, in uh, pre-market trading, the share was up uh, nicely. So uh, the cloud business doing well, but there are some concerns about um, sales. So at the moment here in South Africa with the all share over the 80,000 mark, it's probably taking a bit of breather. It's never been there, it's at record high. Um, but at the moment, I think what is really driving the market, particularly our market is the, the reopening trade because of China. Um, China is, you know, their GDP figures came out recently, they were 3%, which was better than the expected 2.7, but uh, nothing less than 5.5 will do for the Chinese. So they, they're doing, uh, taking qu quite a few actions in order to try and uh, stimulate the economy. They used to have some red lines where they wouldn't allow banks to uh, lend further money to property developers. They've uh, done away with that now. So a lot of projects that were in abeyance, you should see that come through. And um, the uh, at the same time, you, you know, Europe is in a desperate battle to uh, move towards renewables. So it's all the, for our market, uh, it's all a question of resources because we've seen the price of copper rise quite sharply and various other commodities. So, but uh, the market is marking time. I mean, today the market is, is virtually flat except for resources. But um, I think uh, the, the next catalyst will come will be the US interest rates at the end of the month. An interesting story, or probably the biggest one to come out of markets today, Greg, is that story of Astral Foods. Now, they've been warning for a while that, you know, um, load shedding is impacting their operations severely. But I think today is the first time um, that we see numbers such as this HIPS could possibly fall 90%. Um, I can't imagine what investors might be thinking about their position with regards to this business. Greg, what do you think when you read this update? Well, I think, you know, every single update that's coming from now from uh, companies is, is referencing load shedding. And you can see how uh, it has impacted Astral. I mean, in, uh, revenue expected to be down about 90%. Uh, they are, um, it's costing them two rand per kilogram of chicken um, more than what they uh, can sell it for. So they can't continue to sell chicken at a loss. So you must expect, you know, chicken is very popular in South Africa. You must expect the price to go up further. That will put further pressure on, on uh, food inflation. But it just shows you, you know, they've had to um, deal with this massive load shedding and they were going to spend 700 million on CapEx. That money has now been put in abeyance. And they've had to spend money on building, uh, you know, generating uh, capacity for electricity. But uh, it's been a... a absolute uh, shocker for the company and i would imagine that's been repeated up and down the country in many businesses and particularly small businesses 
You know, a lot of uh, companies are going to release updates in the next coming uh, weeks and months, uh, Greg. Are we expecting that this issue of CapEx that has to go to secure electricity and even in some operations, water um, will really be what um, dominates that those CapEx budgets? Also considering the fact that in the past, um, you know, CapEx was for expansion. It's how we got bigger. But now it looks like companies have to use CapEx just to survive. Yeah, definitely. I think it will have a... Um an impact on investment companies have also been wary about investment because you just can't make longer term plans with uh, things like uh, load shedding and we've got other problems in the country like in particularly for commodity producers getting your commodity to the the ports you've a problem with the ports and the railways so um but now it's uh, the first thing company has to make sure that their production can stay online so it's um, a large part of what would have gone for investment is now going to see how they can get backup power and uh, that's not good for the economy um, longer term and I would think it's one of the factors that the Reserve Bank will have to take into account when they decide on, on raising interest rates although the problem is that food inflation now will probably continue to be remain high and the Reserve Bank focuses on inflation but they have to be cognizant of what else is happening in the economy and load shedding is uh, certainly dragging us down considerably. Um, Greg, I'm actually glad that you do bring up food price inflation because I'm wondering if the amount that we're seeing now for food price inflation has priced in load shedding at this, at this um, level and then also the impact that that may have on, on food prices. Is it priced in or are we expecting um, that to only reflect maybe in the next few months and then the CPI data coming out of Stats SA um, for the coming future? Well, I think you've seen the last few months, you know, month after month, uh, cost of food and non-alcoholic drink has been rising quite considerably and I don't see at the moment uh, that there's any relief in terms of food prices in, in the short term. So that is going to be a worry for the Reserve Bank. Now, we'll continue to have that inflation discussion throughout the show, um, Greg, but let's talk now about your stock pick. Um, it is BHP, I believe. Yeah, BHP, so it's a resource stock and so... Uh, about 54% of BHP's revenue comes from iron ore, but 26% comes from copper. And at the moment, you might have seen that, you know, the copper price is up sharply um, over the last three months. So it's, they always call a copper doctor copper because it seems to be an indicator of um, e e e a good economic forecaster. So if it's that's telling you, it's telling you one of two things that... Um, you know, demand is improving. And because I mentioned earlier about China and the property, so there's a lot of demand in property development for for copper. There's also a huge amount of demand for copper in electric vehicles and trying to electrify the grid from renewables. So there's very strong demand for copper. But at the same time, 10% of the world's copper comes from a country like Peru. Mm. And you had a lot of social unrest at the moment in Peru. So it could also, marketers worry that it could impact supply so that would be, you know, just a perfect storm if you have uh, demand and uh, supply is curtailed. It's going to push the price up much higher. And I think you can see it in the price of BHP, which has been rising off its lows. And um, I still think that we haven't seen the uh, end of, you know, we see a much higher copper price over the next year. And I think that will be very good for a company like BHP's earnings. 
Well, thank you so much, Greg, for those insights. Um, betting on copper there. That was Greg Katz and Ellen Bergen from Sunland Private Wealth.